Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. And as promised, I have a great treat for you. It is the great Dearis. He is here for the second part of his podcast. If you heard the first part, excellent. Go listen again. If you didn't, you have to go listen to that one before you listen to this one, because this is a continuation. So, Dearis. Yes, ma'am. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, you know, been waiting to, to do part two with you. I I had such a good time with the, the first one. So thank you. you. You've been waiting. If you remember, I logged on a whole week early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't do nothing tonight. I got to do my second part. Told my husband to go away. Get all logged out, and you're like, Yeah, it's next week. <laughs> That's real excitement, right there, Dearest. So, do you remember where we left off with the first podcast? Um, I think we uh, were, were at the part of my recovery where I just um, got to rehab in Atlanta, Georgia. So, go ahead if you don't mind and share with me and the listeners what rehab was like for you. This is a very young man. You were 26, correct? Correct. Okay. Well, yep, yep. I was I was 26. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. A very young man having to go through such a traumatic experience, but tell us what the rehab was like for you. Oh man, it was a uh, it it was it was life changing, but it was uh it was something that I, I look back at now and and realized, you know, was a major part in uh, me being able to accept what happened and and really know about spinal cord injuries um, and you know and all. So um, it, it, it was it, it, what was so great about it was. They actually taught you about, you know, the injury uh, more than just not being able to walk. Uh, they went over the pressure sores, how to offload the pressure, um, you know, dysreflexia, the symptoms. If you don't know what dysreflexia is, it's like um, where your head will start pounding and your your muscles will start spasming and it's because something's wrong. Uh, uh, it could be something as simple as a, a hang nail in your toes or it could be your catheter uh, being pinched and, and not being able to drain correctly. Mm. And so just just being informed of stuff like that, you know, was it was the tools that I needed to succeed. And um, wow, when when you talk about you know rehab there in Atlanta, it, it, it it's funny now that me and my family talk about it because you know you would get a certain amount of time allotted you know for for working out and and rehabbing, but I was so messed up, you know, I had my chest open, I had a ventilator. And then, you know, I've been in the hospital bed for going on about four or five months now. So mm. my muscles are, our muscles were, were really weak. 
by the time we got uploaded and waited for somebody to come with the vid and, and got me all the way down to rehab, which I was supposed to have an hour to rehab, I, I only had 15 minutes left. <laughs> so wow. it was very difficult at first, just being able to even, you know, work my muscles or even start the rehab process until, you know, those other things got handled like plastic surgery, you know, getting my chest um, closed up and then, you know, rebuilding those muscles back. Uh, but I got a shout out to the Shepherd Center, a spinal cord injury re rehabilitation center. Uh, they were absolutely key uh, to my success steps. You said something, Diaries, that I could promise you, almost, if not all, most of the listeners would not have said. You said what was so great about it. When you first started talking about your rehab, you said what was so great about it. And that just speaks in magnitudes about your personality and your the, the the ability you have to accept what is. Because I know I probably would have said what was so bad about it or it was just horrible <laughs> or how sad I was or how, how depressed. But you started off with what was so great about it. And it, it leads me to ask you, from the very moment you realized what happened and you looked over at your mother, like you said last time, and she came over to you and told you what happened. Did you ever feel like, I don't know, because it, it's it's like you missed that whole moment of sadness that most of us probably still would be feeling today. You you just have this great acceptance and and continual love for life. So how long was the period when you were like so oh. so so you gotta you gotta you gotta kind of put in perspective i got shot in july and i didn't go to rehab till about october november so i had you know that three to four months you know to grieve but don't get me wrong when i was in atlanta i still uh had you know, a lot of anger and um, depression and sadness uh, just because of, of how great my life had been so far. And I just couldn't, you know, believe, you know, what had happened to me. So don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, had my rough and, and sad days. Uh, just now that I'm in a happy part of my life now, when I look back at it, you know, I just find, you know, the positive. And I, I do, I do want to say, uh, I I really do have a an abnormal um sunny disposition on life. Um that's that's just always, you know, how I've been really optimistic, you know, I'm the the glass half half full type of person. So. I, I think it's absolutely beautiful because we choose to wallow in our self-pity and we remove self sometimes and then we blame everybody around us for everything we're going through when we have the ability sometimes to turn 
our rain into sunshine, our dirt into grass, you know, to, to make our trees beautiful. We have that ability, but we choose to be angry sometimes and upset. And sometimes some people have the right. People would say you had the right to be, but you also realize being God's child, you also had the right to be happy and to go the route, you know, well, I can't go down this street anymore because of this, but now I can choose to go another route. And that's what you've yeah. done. And I'm just so, I mean, I'm so enamored by you. It's just oh. amazing the words you choose to use when you speak about yourself. It's just so positive and refreshing. It, it really is. I really have a great support group. Uh, my my family, um, they've always been behind me and and been there for me through this whole uh, situation. And my friends uh, from being here, I went to college in Atlanta. So I had a lot of buddies that came there at, to the rehab center in Atlanta. Um, you know, just I, I've always had a really good support system. And then, you know, my kids, uh, which really gave me the motivation, you know, to, to, you know, keep going and, and to look at this differently. So I, I really have a lot to be happy about. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people I saw there, a lot of young people uh, that will never get the chance, you know, to have kids. And, and so I look at them and I saw a void in them and that really, you know, made me realize how much ha I I had to be thankful for. That is just amazingly beautiful. The words you choose, once again, are there. There's such strong words of acceptance and um, strength that some of us should be ashamed of the way we think about our <laughs> lives. Sometimes, I I mean, I found positivity in my life, but I didn't find it as fast as you did, and I didn't go through anything close to what you did. However, you know, had I been around somebody so positive and um, such a forward thinker as you are, maybe, you know, it would have been a little different, but I, I think my life is going the way God intended it to. And believe it or not, I think yours is too. You, you're such a strong beacon for so many people. You're like a pillar. So thank I want to thank you for that. Now, I want to ask, you're welcome. I want to ask you about um, the amount. How long were you in the hospital from from being shot until they actually let you leave and go home? So, the beginning of February uh, okay. 2014. So, okay. from July to February. So, from July to February. February, almost a year, a few months short of a year. So you spent Christmas in the hospital. You spent Thanksgiving in the hospital. I um, spent my twenty, my my twenty seventh birthday in the hospital. So my, so I'll give you a quick little story. I know we don't have a, a bunch of time. Okay. Um, people in in wheelchairs, you know, have to offset their weight, or if not, they get pressure sores, and um. Right before Thanksgiving, I wasn't offset my my weight good enough, and I got a red spot for Thanksgiving. And my auntie lives in Atlanta, 
and they had already planned this big Thanksgiving dinner and the Shepherd Center had granted permission to go to their house. Well, two days before Thanksgiving, I got a red spot on my bottom Mm. and uh, they, they weren't going to allow me to go. And the last day it had, you know, disappeared. So they granted me permission, but it was the day before Thanksgiving. And uh, I think it snowed in Atlanta. And if anybody's been in Atlanta, Atlanta is not good with snow at all. They don't get it that often. And uh, they don't have snow trucks. And so a lot of people are just like stuck at home. Um, We found a lady who was off. They had a wheelchair service van and she came on her day off and took me to my, my family's house and Look I got given with them. I tell you when the world aligned, it really did for me. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, that, that, that had made my, you know, my, my time there, uh, meaningful. And, um, so that was Thanksgiving and my birthday couple of days after Thanksgiving, my mom invited some friends and family without me knowing up there. And, uh, you know, we got to do the cake and, and the whole, you know, uh, thing there for my birthday. And then Christmas came, you know, and, and that's when we were missing family back here in Kansas. But, you know, I was still thankful to be able to, you know, to survive a, another, you know, year or so. Amen. You know, I, I do believe that there are angels among us and it sounds like you've met more than, you know, my share of them. So praise the lady who with the, the van took you to Atlanta so you could be with your family on Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was wonderful. It really was. Oh, what a blessing. And then you finally, you finally got to go home in February, February. Yep. Yep. So, um, so, you know, when I said that, you know, I really didn't have time to rehab. Well, I think, I think in November I got plastic surgery on my chest to close my chest up. So after that, you know, I really started rehabbing, but the last month or so they put us in outpatient and it was it wasn't the nurses. It was just me and my mom. So my mom was a uh, my sole caregiver, and they they didn't just push us out. They kind of taught us how you know to survive on our own. Mm. Um, we were really really uh, uh, nervous and scared at first, uh, just because I was on a train and I was on the vent, and uh, a lot of things could have went wrong, and. Um, I got to give my mom uh, kudos for being strong and and uh, pushing through it because I know she she was really nervous, but uh, they they prepared us really well, you know, to survive on our own. Yeah, you gave your mom a lot of love last time, and I I understand. I told you that's a mom's love. The the things we would give up including ourselves for our kids is amazing, but to actually have to live through something. And it, it's it's me being a mom, because, you know, I, I have kids, but me being a mom, I am assuming that if my child went through something 
so traumatic, it would be like me going through it as well. Yeah. Well, you said it right there. There's nothing like a mother's love. Amen. I believe that because I am one and I have <laughs> one. So uh, it, no, nothing other than a grandma's love. So <laughs> oh, I'll second that. I'll second that. <laughs> okay. So um, then you and your mom came back and you said you were both really nervous, which I can imagine. Were you speaking yet? Were you able to communicate no. with your mom? No, I didn't speak. I didn't next, think so. For the next six and a half years. So how was she able to meet your needs? So uh, um, she she learned how to, to lip read really well. <laughs> uh, I, I did, you know, uh, um, some sounds, you know, with my mouth and my tongue, you know, to get people's attention. And then, you know, I could, you know, at least tell them what I needed by mouthing it. And I did have an iPad. So if they didn't really get it, sometimes that I could just write it out on my, my touch iPad. Um, but um, yeah, so that, that was, you know, how we really communicated. I know it was really scary because, you know, when, when you're, I told, I talked about this in part one about the secretions when you're on a vet, you can't cough them up. Yes. And so at nighttime was the, the most scariest uh, time because you know, I'd be in my own bedroom and I'd have to, you know, get my mom's attention by, you know, smacking my lips together. And we had baby monitors <laughs> and that's how she would know that I needed help and she would come in and suction me. So, so I just, to get the listeners' imaginations, you know, their prophetic imagination. I, I I can close my eyes when you speak and I try to picture things myself. I know you're a quadriplegic. How do you use your iPad? So there's different uh, functions of quadriplegia. And, um, quadriplegia. Yes, yeah, some people have arm functions, some people have torso functions. Uh, I can move my arms, but I can't move my fingers. So the Shepherd Sitter hooked me up with some adaptive equipment. It's a stylus that wraps around my my hand and it just has like a, you know, a stylus ball on the end of it and my iPad's touch. And so I use it uh, almost like you would your fingers or, or a pin, you know, on my iPad. Okay, I can picture that. I can picture that. All right, because I have the stylus for my iPads. So I, I I had to buy the pens to go with it so I could write on it. Funny, funny story. I, I always have this thing on my hand. And before, uh, when, I, when I got the trach out, I still had a hole in my neck. So in order to speak, I would have to put my hand up to that hole, you know, to close it. So when I talked, the air would get through all the way. And then I'd have my stylus on the end of my head. So a lot of people said, is that your microphone? <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty funny. So I know it's my stylus. Okay. You have such a light personality. I remember you saying, and I don't remember if it was just during our conversation or if it was on the podcast, but you were telling me about a noise you used to make. And now you guys joke about it. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it's just amazing. The okay. So it just so in it's, case it's it almost wasn't. Like a, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was about to say just in case it wasn't on the last podcast. Tell, say what that is again. So there's there's two noises. Uh, the first one uh, is if I really need to get your attention. It's almost just like, you know, kissing someone. <laughs> so, you know, that would get their attention. And then uh, you can also do your your tongue, clicking noise with your tongue, like. So, I mean, those are, those are what I need to get your attention. You know, that's how I would do it since I couldn't talk. Wow. I, yeah, I remember you saying that you guys kind of make light of that now. Could you um, imagine being asleep and hearing that noise and knowing that your son needs suction and you wake up and you go in there um, just by that noise, you know? That was my mom. And that's why you amaze me so, because you say it's funny now, but I don't know if as a mom, it would ever be funny to me to know that's how, you know, my child needed me um, to to get up and come and, and check on them. But wow, you're just amazing. I, I, I think um, this is going to sound like a crazy question, but it was posed to me. And I'm looking at uh, an email somebody sent me. And I'm just going to um, surmise this my own way. I'm not going to read it. But what they're basically asking is, you were living such a, a happy, great life before you were shot. And now you're living this life with all these purposes and things you're trying to do. Do you think that part of your plan was to go this route? to be able to help other people in the long run, other, other, I think you said quadriplegia earlier, um, or other children that might not be able to walk or, or get around the same. Do you think this is part of your purpose having to go through this? Uh, Most definitely. Um, You know, I, I, I look back at it and I, I really do think, you know, that that happened for a reason and not to help other people, to help myself um, just because, uh, you know, the life I was living in and, you know, slowing down and being able to be more a part of my kid's life and and that. So it definitely helped me as a person. But in doing so, I, I have all these grand uh, ideas, you know, uh, to help others because I, I feel, you know, their pain and I know what they're going through. And I just want people to know that, you know, there is life, you know, after, you know, accidents. So, yes, most definitely. There is life after. I love that. I, you know, I was telling you earlier before I started the podcast that I don't really promote my podcast. I put them on Facebook and that's it. Um, I feel like the people who need to hear them always hear them. But with yours, I did a little bit more and I posted it a couple of times. But your podcast was listened to more than 100 times in less than 48 hours. And none of my podcasts, I've done 100, almost 140. None of them have had 
that kind of traffic, which means people really are interested in what you have to say in your story. So this might not be the last podcast. <laughs> this definitely might not be the last podcast. Now, Diaries, I wanted to do this. If you don't mind, if you mind, we won't talk about it, but I wanted to do this before your upcoming surgery. You want to tell us about the surgery you're about to have? Um, so uh, I have a colostomy bag and I've been having some complications. And so uh, I got to have another surgery, a gastro surgery. Um, it's upcoming Monday. Uh, it, it shouldn't be uh, too bad. Um, I do have more scar tissue than others, so I could complicate things a little bit more. Um, but if I could, you know, get everyone's prayers and positive, you know, thoughts, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I, I'm, uh, you know, looking forward to doing it. So, absolutely. So everybody, if we could all get together and just um, notate now that on Monday we're all going to be sending up prayers for. Diaries, because I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in it. I've seen it work. Um, we'll just all get together, put it on your calendars, put it in your phones, do whatever you have to do. But Monday, let's all collectively, you know, send up some love and support for our diaries. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could... I, this was a question that also came and I, I sent it to you in a text, but um, if you could get your prayers right now fulfilled, and I hope this makes sense because I, I put it just the way it was asked, what do your prayers look like? Um, you know, if I could get my prayers fulfilled, it, it would be uh, something you already touched base on. And that would be uh, to help, you know, other people in, in my condition. Um, but that being, I'd have to be equipment that, that I can, you know, make for them or if it's, you know, coaching or speaking, uh, inspirational to someone or in any way, you know, to, to lighten or, or, or fulfill the load of someone, you know, I, that's what I would, you know, see my prayers uh being so and it's 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 my mission right now is is to help others um that are in my position and so that would be something that I would definitely want. So you all heard that if everybody who's listening to this podcast share it. Share it on your page, Facebook, share it on your um what is that thing called Twitter? I don't know if you can share it on Twitter. Share it on whatever avenue you have, let's get Diaries out there so that he can get sponsorship. I think you would be excellent at being a motivationalist for others. You are so motivating to us, <laughs> to us. And um, it, it's just a beautiful, it, I, I promise you, you're like a breath of fresh air just, just floating in. And the the way you look at things so positively, let me tell you something. I was saying maybe a month ago that there was something that I felt somebody did to me and I was angry for years. And I used to say, when I catch her, 
<laughs> it's on site. When I catch it, when I catch it, when I catch it. And then one day I just realized I'm carrying all this anger. Well, first off, I spoke to her and I told her I forgave her and she had no idea I was ever even mad. So we yeah. carry anger sometimes for absolutely no reason when we have the ability to make or break our own day. And we like to put that off on other people. We it's love a mental to prison. Put, say it's that mental, again? It's a mental prison. Absolutely. And then you feel crazy when you realize you were mad alone, number one. Number two, you were mad about something that you're blaming somebody else for when all along you had a decision to go left or right. And because you chose to go right with that person, you're blaming them for your downfall. You had all rights to be upset. You were an innocent person and you still chose to forgive right away. You chose to uh, find peace and joy in the situation. And now all you want to do is bless other people. And that takes a very strong, a very strong individual to think like that and to move like that. And I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you. Your mom did a hell of a job and I hope mm -hmm. to meet her one day. Um, I actually had somebody reach out to me wanting to do a podcast after they heard yours as a caregiver. Oh, I think that would be wonderful. You, you but, don't know, like, like my brother, my mom, and my dad, and my sisters, you know, they, they really uh, deserve the award, not me, because I tell you what, they, they have put up with me, first of all, but you know, they, they've sacrificed a lot in their lives and I, a lot of them, it goes unnoticed. So I, the, the hands down, a caregiver, uh, in my eyes are the true heroes. Amen. They, I'll agree with that. They are the true heroes, but having a personality like yours makes it even more rewarding. It makes it more rewarding. I'm gonna give you a real quick example. Like I I have given up my salary, um, everything I do to help the hurting and the needy. So I spend a lot of money buying food and, and supplies and stuff for the homeless. And I go out and I give it. Now there are some people, there's this guy I, I um videotaped. He lives in his car and his his name's Cyrus. And I asked Cyrus, what do you need? What do you want? He tried to tell me the cheapest things he could think of. He said, some bread, some cheese, and bologna. <laughs> bring me that. I have a cooler in my car. I'll be okay. So I went and bought him every sandwich meat I could find, a couple of loaves of bread, three different cheeses, some fruit, uh, condiments, everything, because he was so appreciative. It makes me want to do more. And right. it offsets those people who I say, you know, are you hungry? I don't want your food. Give me money, you know, or, or curse me out for not giving the money. He offsets that and he makes what I do more rewarding. You're the offset. You're the offset. Thank you. <laughs> You're the one who makes people say, man, I want to keep doing this. I am so just so pleased with the work I'm doing because of people like the Aries. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
is the truth. Any questions? I see we're, we're short on time. Anything you want to share? Anything you want to share? The um, floor is yours. I, I, I would just like to, you know, thank God. I thank my friends and my family. Oh, I got to give a big shout out uh, to my job. Uh, Kings of Freight. Um, they, they really have gave me purpose in my life. Mm. Uh, I can wake up every day. I, I get to go to work. I get a paycheck. I'm back in society. I'm a taxpayer now. So I have to say thank you uh, to them uh, for giving me a chance and, uh, you know, allowing me uh, to at least showcase uh, the skills that I, I still have. So that's that's all I really like to say. Once again, what's the name of the company and where are they? Uh, King of Freight. They're located here in Wichita, Kansas. King of Freight. We will definitely, you guys, I don't know what they do. I guess they do freight. <laughs> yeah, they're a brokerage company. Uh, they move, move freight for, for companies that they need. So. Okay, that is awesome. And what do you do for them? I, I do dispatch. <laughs> There's nothing that's holding you down. Are you still in, in the bed? I, I've been working from bed uh, the last year. Yes, uh, <laughs> I work overtime. I do coloring books. I'm creating. I'm working. Uh, I'm helping you uh, with the podcast. You're helping me. I'm just all about giving back in. And, you know, I, I see that the life is giving back to me as well. So, well, the Aries from me and my husband, my family, everybody who I even got more emails about you than every podcast I've ever done combined. So we applaud you. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. I honestly want to see you soar. I want this podcast shared abundantly. I want it shared so much that it goes viral and that you get the support, everything you need so that you're able to help. If, if I could even get somebody to set you up, so you can do your own podcast and you can bring so much, you could bring so much joy to so many people. It doesn't have to be on this platform. Um, it, it It's just, the world is yours. However you see fit for it to work, I I have faith that it's going to come to fruition. I, I would, I'd like to say thank you uh, to everyone who listened, uh, who does share, who's already shared who's emailed you. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, you know, I, I really do hope uh, that my story does inspire someone. So thank you, Sonia. Yeah, uh, you are welcome. And, and last, uh, besides your mom, I want to thank Paula for even uh, recommending us to talk. This was probably one of the best recommendations as far as communication she's had. Um, it's just- I love you, Paula. <laughs> we all love you, Aunt Paula, <laughs> Sister Paula, Deacon Paula, Prophetess Paula. Yes, <laughs> we're going to um, end here, and I am going to probably call you tomorrow just to talk to you, and then we're going to go ahead and, and move forward and think about when we're going to talk again and how we can get you set up. Thank you, Sonia. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. You matter. You make everyone else matter. I love you. I appreciate it. I love you too. Thank you so much. Have a great night and I'll speak to you tomorrow. All right. Good night. Bye.
You all who listen to this, you know how you can find me. If you have any questions, anything for Diaris, you can send it to me at Sonya M, that's S-O-N-Y-A-M at ledbymotivation.com or ledbymotivation07 at gmail.com. Let us give Diaris his flowers. He deserves this. Can you imagine getting shot at such a young age, being put in a wheelchair, becoming a quadriplegic, and having that kind of attitude? That man is an inspiration to us, and let's help him shine. Have a great day on purpose, and give somebody some love. Give them a compliment. Give them a hug, a smile, and do it on purpose.